Hey, it's Scott McIntyre. And I'm Christina McIntyre. Welcome to the Enduring Hope Podcast, where we encourage you to trust God in every circumstance. Let's talk for a moment about social media. It's funny. When I'm about to post something, I can't actually see what I'm about to post because I'm blind. So there's this moment of like, I hope I'm posting the right photo, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Scott will often show me his phone if he's about to post something. Just to get another pair of eyes on it. But sometimes I think I wouldn't even be on at all if we didn't have the platform we do. I definitely prefer texting and talking on the phone. Just like many things this side of eternity, social media is not inherently good or bad. It's what we do with it that matters. That's true. We can stay connected to people we don't live near, share common interests as well as photos. But on the flip side, it can be addicting and actually a very toxic and dangerous environment, especially for teens and young kids. If you've spent any time on social media, you've probably come across a phrase or two like this from popular influencers. Just love yourself more so that you can love others. Mm. Or you're perfect. Don't change. Just get a little better every day. Or you are enough. These are tragically misleading messages in a world where broken and hurting people are in desperate need of truth. While the self-help industry may have wonderful tips to learn about things such as healthier lifestyle choices or how to improve productivity, according to the Bible, people aren't in need of an actualized or improved self. What we really need is to be made new. Yeah, everyday suffering and lost people are told the solution to their issues can be found within. That by digging deeply for enlightenment and tapping into our truest self, we will begin to experience our best life. But messages like this send us on an endless and fruitless search in the exact opposite direction of the true remedy. We cannot heal ourselves any more than a broken down car can fix itself. And honestly, that's good news because the more I sit with my own thoughts, desires, and feelings, the more I'm convinced that I need help from outside. I am not enough. I need God. Honestly, our individualistic and independent culture looks down on dependence like this. But in God's economy, dependence is a life-saving gift. When my kidneys failed at 19 years old, I remember trying my hardest to make every nutritional and medicinal choice I could to heal my own diseased kidneys. But all my self-help efforts failed. Ultimately, I had to surrender. I had to admit that I wasn't enough. There was no improving the kidney I had. I needed something new, something I didn't possess within. And once I came to terms with that reality, a kidney donor could then step in to save my life. The Bible teaches us that we are all born diseased. It's like we inherited a deadly virus from our first parents, Adam and Eve, and no amount of self-help efforts can heal us. Listen to Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. 
When we're born, we are united to Adam as our representative. We are oriented towards sin and towards self. In fact, the Bible tells us in Romans 6 that we are born enslaved to sin. There is no way we can set ourselves free from that fatal condition. The good news is the story doesn't end there. Let's continue on in Romans chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. It says, For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and righteousness for all men. Jesus died in our place as our substitute, and he stands before God as the new representative of all who choose to put their faith in him. The result for us is not an improved self, but a new self. 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about this new self. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Our lives are no longer self-oriented. They are now oriented toward the kingdom of God. Our diseased self has died with Christ. And Romans chapter 6 verse 4 tells us we are raised up with him to walk in newness of life. And from the moment we are made new, we will begin to be made whole and will be strengthened over time, just as Scott experienced after he received his new kidney. He didn't leap off the operating table ready to run back in the studio and make another album. The new kidney was there, but the healing took time and the benefit of that new organ continued to be revealed. That's the beauty of our sanctification, a work that God alone can do in us and through us as we continue to surrender to Him, as we continue to admit and rest in our utter dependence on Him for all things. The self-help gospel is not good news to a dying person, but the message of Christ's gospel is, one brings death, the other life. Psalm 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Wherever you are in your journey today, we are praying you will press into your dependence on Jesus in every way you can. If you haven't already, please follow and subscribe so we can continue to encourage you each week.